We are here. Welcome to the program and welcome to episode 116. All right, guys, back again. Uh, we're just going to do this on a whim and we're going to see where it goes. Um, we've been trying to get this done and uh, I always like to say where I meet these people and there's another pod matcher. Um, really great site. I don't want to say much more about it because uh, I've said so much already. Um, so we'll just jump right in and uh, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell a little about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Amber Hines. I'm the CEO of a company called Equalize Digital. We're a certified B corporation that specializes in website accessibility. Uh, we are specially focused in WordPress. We do custom WordPress development, and we also have a software product for WordPress that helps uh, developers and content creators find accessibility problems in their WordPress sites more easily. Okay. Now, is this for certain disabilities is it for all people with disabilities i mean like is it like can you are you doing things for the blind for the deaf like is there or is there a specific disability that you mainly focus in yeah so we're really focused on just generally ensuring that accessible um that websites will work well and be accessible for everyone mm -hmm. um our our software product tests against the web content accessibility guidelines which really kind of cross across a broad range of disabilities. So there are certain things in the guidelines that are specifically targeted for screen reader users, for example. So that would be blind or low vision people. Um, there are also elements related to having transcripts or captions on videos, which of course is for the deaf. Uh, there's things about content not flashing too much, which could impact someone with photosensitive epilepsy. Um, reading level so we check what the reading level is which of course could come in if someone has a cognitive disability um, or a learning disability like dyslexia um, so really we're focused on trying to ensure that websites can work well for a broad range of people no that's awesome i mean that's something that's definitely needed uh, as a person who is legally blind and uh, has struggled to find work i mean i'm working i've been working for a while uh, but it's something that's missing and we can definitely, I want to kind of get into that more, but can, can you tell me like why you wanted to get into this? Like, do you have any experience with, with people with disabilities or is there something you, is there passion? Yeah. So originally I kind of got thrown into disability in 2016 okay. um, or doing disability work on websites and that came out of a contract that I had with Colorado State University and all federally funded websites, which would include universities and um, colleges, have to be accessible. And so we got hired to build a website for them, and we were sort of, we had to learn on the fly what accessibility was. And then over the years, we started doing more websites in the higher ed and the government space. And as some of those contracts came in, we would include scope for accessibility testing. So we have hired some students, for example, from Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired, which is down here in Austin, where I am. Mm -hmm. And they would come to our office and test things and give us feedback. And that was really what initially motivated us to make a full focus 
shift into accessibility because before we were just more of like a general marketing agency just building websites and sometimes there'd be accessible ones and sometimes not. And But I really think like having the opportunity to see individuals who rely on screen readers trying to navigate the web and hear their stories, um, that really, I think, put a face on it for me. And I realized that I should be doing more as someone who creates websites and as a marketer to reach everyone. And I've, I've always wanted to, um, you know, give back. And I've always sort of had this natural in- inclination to want my work to have meaning in the world. Right. And this was a way, I think, personally, then, like, getting to talk to people who are impacted by this every day and, and see, like, it's a lot more people than... I think maybe the typically abled community is aware of. Yeah. And, and so that really kind of turned it into a passion for me. No, that's, that's great. Cause uh, as I was kind of starting this whole thing, you know, my goal was just to get myself out there and just kind of tell my story and all that. But along the way I became way more passionate about the disability community as a whole. And obviously one of the major subjects is, is uh, employment. Um, and, and something mm-hmm. I've struggled with and many guests I've had on and, and we've had to find ways to figure it out. And I've come up with this whole thing, like being disabled. I'm just going to say in America because I've, I've never been to any other countries, but it's like trying to get into a house that doesn't have doors or windows, but we have to find a way in. And, um, it's a struggle. Like everything is for us. Uh, and it shouldn't be mm-hmm. a lot of times. And, and one of the things I've stressed with people with disabilities is that, I think sometimes we also feel like we're at war with everyone else, like able-bodied people, which is it's not the case because there's someone like you who comes along. Um, and also there's caregivers, parents, and, and so many people that do great things. But there are people like you who don't really have much experience in the sense of having a child or, or you, you yourself having a disability, but you actually come along trying to make a difference for us, um, which is great because it, it, it's definitely needed because when you look at advocating for different groups or, you know, ethnic backgrounds or whatever, they're all out there and they're, they're pretty prominent and and pretty known. But when you see the disability community, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we're lacking so far behind. And and part of that is us ourselves. And then part of that is just, you know, we're not taken as serious because of, you know, I don't know our problems or whatever else, but I'm glad you do what you do because it's definitely needed. I, yeah, I mean, I, I try, I mean, I try certainly to give a lot of credence to the voice of people who have lived experiences with it. I don't ever want to say that I totally understand, um, but I definitely feel like, you know, I can do something to speak up about it. And I think that's important for everyone to really realize. And I to your point about disability community sometimes being hidden, I know one thing that I've noticed a lot um, in the web space particularly or like the virtual event space is there's a lot of companies that are really focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they have these big initiatives and they center around people of color and LGBTQ, which are both important communities who need to be included, but they, then they'll like have this virtual event event all about diversity, equity, inclusion, and they won't have any captions on their videos. (laughs) Right, right? Right, right, or they'll have a whole website for their employees and the public about how they're doing diversity, equity, inclusion on um, in their company, and then it's not accessible. It can't be accessed very well with a screen reader. There are things on it that don't work or are ambiguous and have no meaning or missing alt text. 
Yeah. And and to me, like that's a big area where I feel like like everyone from small businesses, but really like big corporations in America need to step up and realize that like I, I think what you're saying is right. Like the div- the disability community is often forgotten about. And I don't know if it's because you like people aren't shouting loud enough or what that is, but I think it's something that I would love to see change. Yeah, and, and it's it's hard to accommodate us because there's so many people. Like in my case, I'm legally blind, which means I can see some. I'm just under the limit of being able to drive. But you know, mm-hmm. there's there's many different eye conditions, let alone, you know, many different disabilities. And so there's so many ways to, you know, it's so hard to try to figure out how to accommodate us. But what we need really is more inclusion of just having people on, you know, working at these places. So they have opinions on what it's like to be us. Um, you know, like I said, it, it, it's really frustrating because 75% of us are unemployed and yes, there are 100% some of us that are are absolutely lazy and the stereotype of, yes, we just want to collect social security. Yeah. That that's, that's a real thing, but that is not the majority of us. It's really not. A lot of people get really discouraged because of, you know, once they realize they're in a wheelchair or, or whatever their condition is, it's like, well, why? No one's going to hire me. Well, that's why I think it is really important to build diverse teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and companies need to think about this from a hiring perspective, too. Or even, you know, like I mentioned, we on some of our website projects, we are able to get clients to see the value in paying people with disabilities to test the website and not just having an accessibility specialist test it. Um, because really, I think starting in a company and having a diverse employee base is what's going to make what you're putting out in the world more accessible. And I think it's better for the company in the long run to have um, broad, you know, broad input from a lot of different people and not just people, you know, all men or all women or, or all this, right? Like we need to represent the, the world and the community. And, and I think what you're, to your point, like there is a very broad spectrum of disabilities, you know, um, and, and and a lot of different people who could provide really valuable input. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the things that like, I've tried to focus on here, and, and maybe it comes off wrong, and I never mean it to sound that way, but I've always tried to have such great people to advocate for us, people that, you know, because if there's nothing wrong with it, because to me, people with special needs are probably the most simple versions of us, the, pe- the most basic version, and not in a derogatory way, but in a way of, uh, they're people that like, they don't want all the bullshit that we need in life. They don't, they don't need all that. They just want love and attention and just someone to care about them. They really don't need money and any of that. They're just, they want, you know, gratitude. And I, there's so many disabilities that I, you know, I try to cover everything from every angle, parents and so on. And, and, and every condition I can possibly find dwarfism. It doesn't matter because uh, most people don't consider half these things disabilities. They just, you know, our logo is the guy in the wheelchair. So, and majority of us aren't even in wheelchair. So it's, it's silly. Um, so it's hard to break us all down, but I, I try to get the best representations of us because people look at us like we're all slow in, in some way, shape or form. In my case, and I can only speak for myself, but I've had so many people on to say the same exact thing. But in my case, I look closer to my phone to see my text. That makes me slow in their eyes. And so people don't. And so I try to get the best people to speak um, the most fluently as possible because I don't I don't want people to get the wrong idea because everyone thinks that we're all one way or another. And they put us in the same uh, bag or whatever. 
And it, it's very tiresome because, you know, again, I don't think enough of us do speak up. It, that is that is a huge frustration and not enough of us support each other. That's something I've really learned over this last year and a half journey of doing this. Um, but I, I try to get us in a place where we all, you know, give us a platform where we all can speak. Uh, and there's others out there doing it. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's not growing as, as well as it should, as far as, I don't mean just my podcast, but just, uh, dis, disabled people advocating. But, um, <clears throat> I think, I think the one thing that really is missing a lot of times, uh, when, when we get lost in the shuffle is a lot of people with disabilities don't advocate for their own disability. They advocate for something else. Like if they're a woman, they'll fight for the me too movement or they'll fight for black lives matter. And because there's also obviously there's shame in the disability, but also it's not popular. It's not something that people really talk about in a way of like, well, let's make change for these people. It's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all relevant and we're, we're, we're a part of every community. There isn't a community that we don't belong to, um, as far as gender race mm -hmm. and all that. So it, there just needs to be more people being more vocal about it and, and putting themselves out there. It's just hard when you have a disability because you're shamed so many times, uh, whether it's just in school, by your family, by, you know, the, the real world, it's hard sometimes. And I love the disability awareness month and all that. I love stuff like that. I love that's coming out. Um, but it, there is a lot of shame and, and I don't mean, I'm not even just speaking again, you know, I'm speaking for myself as well. I've had to deal with it. And, you know, I'm getting older now and I'm, I'm starting to accept who I am and love who I am. But it took a while. Like there's a lot of mental abuse you, you, and physical abuse that you some people suffer from this stuff. And, and so it's we're not we're not an easy community to crack either. So it, it, there's a there's it, it, there's a little bit of everything here. So we're, we're not easy to crack at all. Now, what what do you think able people can do to better help the disability community? Um. Hmm. I mean, I look, I, I would just want people to educate themselves more because it's, it's, I mean, look, I, I'm not in for censorship and all that. Cause like I, I'm, I'm going bowling later and there's so many different terms of, you know, bowling, uh, bowling blind and bowling handicap and all these things. I don't get into that kind of stuff. I just want people to try to understand, even though you don't fully understand, just try because it seems like the people that care the most are the ones who have a child who's suffering or obviously they have a you know, somebody in their life is close to them, a friend, father, whatever has a disability. And it's just, I don't know. It, it to me, I don't know. Like it, it's again, we're, no matter what, we're still going to have racism and sexism and all these things, but there are people that are generally have good hearts, but they just kind of brush us off to the side. Like for instance, uh, I talked about some one, this one time me and my friend were in a, uh, it's called uh, Sheets, but it, it's basically a Wawa or wherever. It's your local, like, I don't know, convenience store, but they also have sandwiches and stuff. And I was going to go pay with my credit card. I got in line, no problem, because we, we share, we buy each other lunch every so often. And the lady looked past me and looked at my friend and said, can he see to do that? Not Not directly talking to me. And again, I've also had the whole waiters coming over and go, hey, what does he like to eat? Shit like that is what really irks us because we're, we're humans and that stuff deflates us because we're mm -hmm. already walking on eggshells. And it's like, we just want to be treated normal. We know we're not, and there's nothing wrong with that either, but we just want to be treated right. And it's just, and I, like I said, I'm not telling you to look up every disability and understand, but you see somebody who's struggling, like understand that they're struggling in some way, shape or form. 
but they're still out there. Like I, I'm, I'm talking about this one woman who I saw, she had no legs and she was flying down. I was, when I was living in Philly at the time, Philadelphia, and she was flying down the street and she like, I was just in all of her because she, she knew she was going to be mocked. She knew people were going to stare at her and she knew that this is hard for her, but she's going to go out in that world and she's going to just be what she is and she's just going to own it. And to me, that's like very beautiful and powerful, but she shouldn't have to deal with that shit. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a, an overturn of, of people. Cause I know people are, you know, people suck no matter what, no matter what they look like. It's just, people can suck. But to me, just care. Like, and again, we're, we're in a time right now where people, the caring and, and understanding and all these things, they're kind of been thrown out the window because of COVID and just all this shit that's going on. It's all, I don't know. It, it, it's, 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 un, you know, it's a long answer, but to me, just, and, you know, just try to educate yourself or just try to care a little bit about people and like i said you forget the disability mm-hmm. it's people struggle with many things beyond their disability. there's people being abused right now at home um there's people dealing with so much and it's just like just have an understanding that you know and again because not every disability is visible there's a lot of chronic illnesses that people just they're struggling and people don't even take it serious it's like well you know you don't have a cane like in my case you don't look blind it's like i didn't tell you i was blind I just said I'm, I'm vision, so that's why I say I'm visually impaired because people tend to hone on the last word. <clears throat> but um, I don't know, man. Like I said, it, it it I don't know if there is a right answer. It's just from for anybody, just care because there's there's a lot of abuse in the disability community, like disability on disability. Like I know visually impaired people will make fun of blind people, yet they're only a couple percentages up above them. You know, there's people in the spina bifida community that you know can walk a little more than the others, and they say, you know, aha. It's like, you can't do that shit. So it's, it's not, we're also a problem too. And, you know, it doesn't help that a lot of us are really embarrassed about who we are and what we have. So, um, I don't know, like I said, it's very complicated and convoluted, but, um, like I said, it's it's just caring is really what matters. Just have an open mind. You don't have to understand what I go through. You don't have to understand my condition. You don't even have to know anything about it. Just go, okay, he's, he's going through something. So be it. Leave it alone. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think just looking outside your own life experience and realizing that other people have different experiences than yours is important. Yeah. I mean, when I started this, like, I didn't know I was going to be interviewing people all over the world with different conditions and disabilities and and talking to someone like you who doesn't have a disability but is doing something that's that's contributing to our community, contributing, you know, you're, you're doing your part to put some good energy into this world in your own way. Um, I never thought I'd ever do that. And, you know, cause at the end of the day, I could just sit here and talk about me and my cat or talk about my condition. Um, but as soon as I realized like with the disability people, like I noticed that a lot of people were staying, they were sticking to what they know. They were covering their disability and they, or their body part that's affected and they weren't covering the whole spectrum. And that's why we're so divided and segregated. We're so all over the place that we just, you know, when I saw that documentary Crip Camp, that it just lit a fire under me that these people that just fought for us to get us everything that we have and, and the fact that we're not putting camps anymore and, you know, that we can, we can, you know, assimilate with, you know, regular people and actually feel like regular people. Um, it's like, wow, like somebody has to take this baton and run with it. And I'm not saying I can do it by myself because I cannot and I'm not the only one doing this. Um, and that's why I interview so many people because I want to do it with them. I don't want the people to just think like, oh, he's the one guy that's just 
you know, astronomically just so great. And he, he found his way out of this community. It's like, no, I'm always this. I'm going to be disabled my whole life. If that's what you want to say. I mean, that's one word I don't really like too much because, uh, and I'm not a word guy, but I don't like the fact that it's basically a word meaning like you take one letter off. It just means we don't work. So, I mean, the irony of it is that most of us don't work, but, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place now. Yeah. Well, one of my, um, I think something that has been super educational for me, especially in web space and that I always recommend to other people who work in the web space is there's a podcast called, um, A11Y rules. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's this neat podcast that it's like five to seven minute episodes. They're really short. Um, but the, the gentleman who runs it, Nick Steenhout, he brings people on with all kinds of different disabilities. And he pretty much asks them, describe your disability, describe the challenges you face on the web. And if there's one thing you knew that you wish like a web designer or developer would know, what is it? Mm-hmm. And that for me, I feel like has been incredibly eye opening to listen to, you know, people with all kinds of things from mobility challenges to hearing impairments or vision impairments to cognitive disabilities, um, traumatic brain injuries, all kinds of things. And and I really do feel like, you know, hearing the voices of people is very important. Yeah, no, yeah. Being vocal, like, I think the reason why I'm so honest about everything I've been through, just being bullied and molested and all these things, I don't, I don't talk about, like, it's not like I don't have any shame. It's just I know the only way I'm going to reach anybody and help anybody is not skipping any steps and just putting it all out there. I'm not trying to be heroic. I'm not trying to be anything special. I'm just saying, look, I can't help anybody if I hold back. And I can't expect like you or anyone else to come on this podcast and say, here's my life story. Here's, here's my trauma. Um, and I'm not being, you know, forthcoming and just saying, yeah, this is what I went through. So, uh, yeah. And, and being around all these people that I've had on from every condition that I've covered so far, it's like, it's very therapeutic and humbling and just knowing that like, you know, don't ever forget where you came from and just appreciate what you do have. Like, yeah, my eyes suck, but I can walk, I can hear, you know, my eyes, I'm not totally blind and, and yeah, I have some chronic pain or whatever, but I'm not, I can get out of bed. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I'm just starting to be more grateful for what I have and not, you know, focus on the things I don't. That's great. Yeah. Is there anything like you, like whether it's certain stories or something, is there anything that you've really learned from people with disabilities now that you've had to work with them and, uh, you know, contribute to what they're trying to get done? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think some of the things that I was definitely less aware of in the beginning was how much movement can bother some people. Um, so a lot of, websites i mean i see it a lot less now on some of the big brand websites but still a lot of the small business websites or like if you're just buying you know getting a template off the shelf a lot of them have all these things where things come flying in from the side or or a background video behind the text or um you know things that autoplay uh sliders that move back and forth and that was something that hearing from a whole bunch of different people with disabilities um that I didn't realize that that can like broadly impact so many people. So it could cause a problem for someone with ADHD, 
because it's so distracting that they can't read what they came to the website to read. It could cause a problem um, for people. I didn't know this, but talking to um, a friend that I have who is deaf, and she told me a lot of people who are deaf can sometimes have, like, they can get dizzy easily or because, like, they have inner ear issues that can impact their balance or they can get motion sickness. Mm. And and hearing that things like that on websites can literally make people throw up <laughs> if they see it. Um, you know, that was something that I had no idea about until I started to talk to people in the community. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's really for us, like what we've been trying to do is like make things structurally make sense, have clear content and, and they can still be beautiful and they can look nice, but they should be like clean and simple and, and not a whole bunch of crazy things happening everywhere. <laughs> right. Is there anything that you've like taken from, from them, uh, like adapted to your own life or just something you've learned to appreciate when in your own, you know, on your own world? Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely feel like outside of, my work. I mean, I've done a lot of, um, I do a lot of speaking and I feel like the way I've, I speak now is different from learning that. So I typically will spend more time visually describing my slides just in case someone can't see them. Whereas that was something that I never would have thought of before. I would just give my talk and sometimes ignore whatever was on the slide and just be like, well, people can see that, you know? Um, and then, I, you know, in my, I have four children. They're all girls. <laughs> um, I feel like we have a lot more conversations now about um, different abilities or disabilities, and that, and and I'm really trying to raise them to understand that people can be amazing people, even if they don't look like you or they use different assistive devices, um, which you don't have to use. Uh, and like starting with our little ones talking about how things don't have to be scary, you know, when they're like two or three, um, and to the older ones talking about things like, you know, how we can be supportive of people and be friends with people who are different from us. Um, and I mean, my oldest is 12. And so she's kind of getting into the age where we're starting, you know, having conversations about bullying and talking about standing up for other people. If you hear someone say something, you know, or use a term that in our family we don't think is okay, like step up if you can and it's safe to do so. If not, go find an adult, right? Those kinds of things. And I feel like having, you know, developed friendships with people who have disabilities or personal or work relationships with people with disabilities, um, that's probably highlighted for me more that I wasn't in the very beginning talking about that stuff enough, you know, and, and it was just, it wasn't that I was saying negative things, but it was also like, I wasn't even really addressing it with my children. And so that's where, like, as a parent, I think I've realized I need to do more to make sure that they our allies in the world. Yeah. No, it's great. Cause it's, I mean, maybe even just one of your kids can be that kid where someone who's struggling with whatever they're struggling with and they're sitting at the lunch table by themselves and no one wants to sit with them. And maybe one of your kids will be that kid who just says, Hey, I'm so-and-so and, 
Um, cause you can make, you know, it's all that, you know, there's a lot of people that are hanging on by a thread, uh, in many different ways, especially mentally. And they, they just need a friend. And it's always nice that someone just looks past all that everyone else notices and is just like, Hey, I don't care. What's up? How you doing? That stuff really matters. Yeah. I, I think just being more aware in the world and noticing small details. I went to one of the few rare <laughs> in-person meetup events. Um, during South by Southwest a couple of weeks ago. And I met someone for the first time who I'd only ever known online, which is very exciting, but she is totally blind. And she was there sitting at the table chatting with people, but I noticed like everyone has a drink, but she didn't. And so I just asked her, hey, do you want a drink? I can go get you one. I can walk you to the bar. And she's like, yes, I do, <laughs> right? But it's like kind of recognizing, like noticing little details is something that I'm trying to be better about and realize, oh, maybe, you know, she she wanted a drink, but it we weren't at a restaurant with servers coming around asking people. So it's kind of like you have to go up to the bar and, and it's crowded and there's a bunch of people. So maybe it's more challenging to do if you are relying on a cane, you know, so... I think that's something I also am personally trying to be better about because there's small things you can do that might improve someone's hour, <laughs> yeah. which is helpful. Yeah. And just keeping people alive is, you know, you know, sometimes you really don't know what someone's battling and, and you can make a difference by just being nice to them because they're look they're searching for any kind of positive interaction with anyone. Uh, especially when they're dealing with this loneliness and depression. It's like, hey, someone was nice to me. That made me smile. That gets me through the next 24 hours. Um, you know, it's it, it, it really does matter. Uh, I know we're kind of short on time because you, you have to go pick up your kids. And uh, But um, can you just tell a little more about, like, what you do and, and what, you know, like, is there any future goals that you have with what you're doing, whether you want to do more or, or whatever? Yeah, so... Um, I mentioned that we have a software product, um, Equalized Digital Accessibility Checker, which is for WordPress websites. It's a freemium product, so there's a free version that anyone can try, um, and then uh, also a paid version. And it's relatively new for us. We It's being used on about 800 websites right now. And so one of our big goals is just trying to get the word out about that and let people know. Um, and part of why we did decide to make it have a freemium model is because we want even bloggers or small businesses that maybe don't have a big website budget to try it out and become more aware of accessibility. Um, so that's like a big focus of mine right now is trying to figure out how to grow the product and the awareness and, and everything. Um, I also run the WordPress accessibility meetup, which I started mostly because I wanted to be able to learn more about accessibility and there's not anyone in my town where I am who really focuses on that. And so it's a virtual meetup. It takes place over Zoom twice a month. And uh, we have like one Thursday, one Thursday morning and one Monday evening, which is cool because then we can get people from all over the world. We get, you know, different people in different countries at different meetups. Uh, and it's all live captioned. So we have live captioners come. Sometimes we have ASL interpreters, but it sort of depends on our sponsor budget for that. Um, but that's kind of one of my fun things that I started. It's not quite a year old. And and it's just fascinating to me because we have so many speakers come and I learn so much every time someone comes. Um, so, so that's another big focus of mine is, is trying to grow that and just 
always learning and and trying to connect with people and and upskill myself and and then also trying to sort of advocate and make more people who have websites aware that you have to do certain things in order to make sure everyone can use them. Yeah, no, I love what you're doing and I think it's it's great. Just you're trying to tackle it and doing it in your own way and I think one of the one thing that's been missing so much right now in this world is just people putting themselves in other people's shoes in any way possible, you know, like yeah. even with the, the mask, anti-mask, all that shit. It's like everybody has a reason for why they do it and no one wants to have a conversation, like a fair conversation about stuff and, and they don't want to consider why someone is doing what they're doing. It's just they just see someone as the enemy or they're different and that's wrong to them. And it's like you can't like you can't continue to look at things from the way you would look at it because we're all different. And, um, you know, and it's good that you have this open mind and wanting to help a community that a lot of people don't really understand. And even you yourself don't really understand, but you're, you're, you're willing to learn and that's all that matters. That's the key part of it. So I really thank you for mm-hmm. what you're doing. I know we were short on time cause you're picking your kids well, thank up. So, you. Um, but yeah, if you ever need anything or, you know, you want, you know, need someone to speak or just someone just to talk to or whatever, I'm around. Um, don't, uh, don't disappear. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, of course. And, you know, maybe we'll do it again sometime when you have more time. But uh, I'll let you know when it comes out. And uh, do you want to promote that website again? Sure. Yep. My uh, website is equalizedigital.com. All right. Well, thank you again and uh, uh, have a safe drive. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. That was a quick one. Um, you know, he's just going to ramble for an hour. That's right. No, I'm not. Bullet. No, he looked at me, but that doesn't translate on the microphone, sir. Sir Belletto. Anyway. Um, yeah, guys, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, just rushed home to do this, called her and she was like, I gotta go. I don't have a whole lot of time. I'm like, yeah, we'll just fit it in. And, uh, I thought it went pretty well, so um, just a different different angle. I, I I like people that are doing things that are just different stuff that I wouldn't think of. Um, so I, I'm, I'm I wish her nothing but the best, and um, I'm glad she could be a part of the show. And uh, yeah, guys, I'm just gonna make this a short one for y'all. I don't I don't really have a whole lot to talk about just because I gotta go bowling, and I'm just coming down from this headache, and ah man, it just I'm a mess. I'm a mess, and now I'm starting to I think. Starting to figure out that I have ADHD. I, it, there's just so much. <laughs> the fact that I'm saying it all is just great. And I know there's somebody that probably hears this that knows me or did know me at one point. It's like, Thane, that fucker. Um, but yeah, just, um, yeah, for those out there, man, just keep, I mean, it, it's corny, but just keep your head up. It, it's, it's shit, man. We're living in a time that's just, it's scary. It's really dark, and any way you can find a way to smile and just enjoy something, like, I'm always trying to find a new show so I can get lost in that world, because I don't like the one I'm in. Um, and it's hard, like, with music nowadays, because no no good music is coming out of shit. And I'm not trying to be like the old dad, of like, oh, back in my day, music was so good. No, it, I mean... It, Somewhat, yeah, but it's just there's nothing coming out. I don't know if it's because COVID and no one's, but like, it, I don't know. Everything's being lifted, so I don't understand. And there's not a lot of good movies coming out anymore either. There's still good shows coming out, but movies, eh. 
Um, so for me, I just try to lock my lock myself in my apartment and just you know go through my whole childhood and you know I got the Ram Super Bowl DV, uh, Blu-ray and so maybe I'll watch that again. I haven't watched it once other than what you know live, but um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm babbling as 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 that one person out there said. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm, I'm glad you uh, joined me and um, you can. You can knock this one out, and, and you know, it, it didn't take too long. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I had something to say, and I lost it. So there's my brain fog. Thank you guys again. I hope uh, I hope to see you guys or I hope to feel your guys' energy on the next episode. Uh, take care, and um, take, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, bye-bye. Bullet, you want to say goodbye? Bullet? Bullet? He's just looking at me. Bye, guys.